Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Please open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. As you're turning your pages to this last chapter that Paul wrote to Timothy, the last chapter that he wrote overall, let me share a few verses with you about the Word of God before we get to that 2 Timothy chapter 4. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we have a child named Samuel serving Eli in the tabernacle. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Later in the chapter, And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Then in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, we have a prophet speaking to Asa about the situation there in Israel. Now for a long season, Israel hath been without the true God, and without a teaching priest, and without law. Then in Isaiah 29, which is a chapter we've learned recently, For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. In Amos chapter 8, the prophecy is given, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. And then I want to finish these other verses that I'm reading to you with Proverbs 29 and verse 18, where there is no vision. And in these cases I've just described to you, there was no open vision. Things were sealed up. People didn't have the word of God. Samuel began to have it. Eli didn't have it. Asa didn't have it. Isaiah's prophecy didn't have it. Amos was a famine for the word of God. In, I, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, meaning where the word of God is not available and being preached, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And what a difference the law of God makes. What a difference the visions and revelation and word of God makes in lives of nations, families, and people. 2 Timothy chapter 4 is where I asked you to turn. And so I read to you the first two verses. Paul told Timothy in a second epistle, these two men were intimately acquainted, intimate, intimate friends. Timothy was Paul's favorite, yet notice the sobriety and severity of the charge. 2 Timothy 4.1 I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For those of you that know your Bibles, you know that the verses before these two verses are these. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We have the word of God, and I shall preach it today as God has directed me and will direct me. And let us tremble before it and thank him for such a great privilege. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we thank thee, blessed God, that the word of God is precious to us in a different way than it was in the days of Eli and Samuel. It was precious then because it was so rare and it could not be found. and There was no open vision. We thank thee that we have all the necessary visions and all the revelation that you've given to men in writing in our hands easily had, easily kept, with no fear of punishment for having it in our possession. We thank and praise thee for the word of God. We thank and praise thee that you have not sealed it up to us, that you've opened our minds and our understandings, you've regenerated us, and then you've taken us further by the blessing of your spirit to understand the things of Holy Scripture. We thank thee that the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. Great was the company of the preachers. We thank thee, Holy Father, for all the faithful dogs, all the faithful watchdogs that could bark and did bark and did bark long and loud for your word against your people to warn them and to show them their sins that they would turn unto thee. We thank thee for every one of them. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that this church we have today, a congregation called out from the world, made so by your electing grace, is an inclusive church. And no one will be pushed aside. No one will be rejected. No one will be treated as a second-class citizen. For if we were to treat one that way, we should all be treated that way. For your inclusiveness includes all of us Gentiles. And we thank thee for that. We thank thee for the gospel being the gospel of peace. And it brings to us the word of peace. You create the fruit of the lips. You give ministers their message. And that message is peace has been obtained with God through thy son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. We thank thee, Holy Father. We thank thee that today we only fear thee. We fear no man. We fear no groups of men. And we don't fear this pandemic. We only fear thee. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. We ask thee, Holy Father, blessed God, creator of the ends of the earth, stop this pandemic. Magnify thyself to this world. 
Magnify thyself for the sake of the righteous in our nation and in other nations. We thank thee that thou hast brought this world trembling to their knees before something we cannot even see and something that is doing rather little harm compared to other things that harm people. But the world is terrified, but we are not. We are only trusting thee and trembling before thee and thy word. Until you stop this pandemic, preserve this church, put a hedge about it, and preserve every one of our families, every one of our souls, every one of our children, and our children's children. We ask, O Lord, these things, and we ask you to bless us today in these assemblies, that all the glory and all the praise, all the blessing, will be thine and thy sons forever and ever. In Jesus' glorious name, amen.